Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You want the run uncut, yeah. unapologetic from the jump, yeah. and no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Tech 12, best podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports talk, yeah, we got it on live. Tech 12, every episode 12 hot takes, and we repping for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Brett and Lofa. We made it back from Texas. Proof of life. We are here. Leaving pieces. <laughs> Leaving pieces of us along the way. Hey, on this episode, we are going to talk about our party for sure. Because it was fun. We will definitely get into the game against the Cowboys. We will complain about the referees. And we will most definitely talk about the college football playoff committee and the decisions they made. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And Lofa will tell us which four teams he would have in the playoff. Shout out to our sponsor, Delta Airlines. Sign up for 12 status, everybody. It's DeltaAirlines.com. Then you sign up for 12 status. You get an extra mile for every yard that the Seahawks throw for, whether it's Geno Smith or Zach Charbonnet. Doesn't matter. You get a mile. So check it out. Um, also, they're the world's greatest airline. Uh, we flew them to Dallas and back. I watched Mission Impossible 8 Part 1, all three hours of it, even at the end when it said end of Part 1. It's weird. <laughs> I watched Blade. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. That's a good choice. Producer Katie, what did you watch? The back of your eyelids. With your mouth open? Are you one of those plane sleepers? No, man. <laughs> Head tilted back, mouth open. That's me. Yeah. I'm always trying to throw peanuts. Almonds? They have almonds on Delta. <laughs> no peanuts. Anyway, everybody, it's DeltaAirlines.com. Welcome to the show, Lofa. What are you giggling about? You're giggling. <laughs> what? No, nothing. Not much. <laughs> Just some of the pre... pre- Okay. Pre-recording. All right. Pre-game stuff. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about? Uh, the uh, Seahawks lost. We were all in Dallas for it. And it was quite possibly the best Thursday night game of the year, just from an entertainment standpoint, I think, as far as an NFL product on the field. However, the referees <clears throat> had something to say about it, for sure. It was, that was annoying. And then they won, so that was annoying, too. But we were on the ground for it. I think. I don't know. I had a few margaritas at that point. Was I still walking at that point? <laughs> Lofa. <laughs> it, it was all a blur. Yeah. And thankfully, because I don't want to remember most of this. Yeah. I um, don't know. I, it was an entertaining game to watch. Oh, oh we had a blast. And yeah. Everybody that went, appreciate you. All our sponsors mm-hmm. for sending us. Yep. Delta, Wiener Schnitzel joined us. Yep. Boy Dom. Yep. It was a it was an amazing time. You know we travel well, and yeah. um, it was a good time. And yeah, just a couple things didn't go our way during the game. We, I can't even fault the refs; they had nine penalties as well for I think an equal or more amount of yards. So yeah, it was just ugly. You yeah, know? Ugh, man. I 
Well, okay, so let's start with the trip, actually, and our trip. And you're rightfully shouting out some people. We'll shout out uh, Sports Travel Tours for helping take care of us. The the Stockyard uh, Spring Hill Suites, is that what it was, Katie? I forgot the name of it, yep. but my Uber driver figured it out, so that's good. <laughs> uh, shout out to Fort Worth and the Stockyards there. I mean, some good little dive bars and stuff, right, Lofa? The world's smallest oh, yeah. honky-tonk. <laughs> The, the, the uh, basement bar. Oh, wait, the, the bar named after our guy, McNeil. Oh, yeah, Filthy McNasty's. Yeah. yeah. McNasty didn't join us today. I guess he's big time in us, but I got him a little shirt. Look at that. Can you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of perfect. Filthy McNasty's Saloon. We found his bar Yeah. Uh, in his honor and what had does a it drink. Say? You, can't get, you can't get filthy until you get nasty. <laughs> Only in Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my uh, first time I'd ever been to the stadium, the stadium was pretty cool. It was I got to cool. say, for everybody that I've heard say it's cool for years, and I kind of, eh, yeah, right. No, nah, that's pretty cool. And the TV is huge. It's huge. I went to Texas Live and watched it with Dee Dee Lewis and David Hawthorne. Shout out. Members of the hit squad. And that screen was equally as impressive. Yeah. And I had a cowboy hat that Hawthorne bought me. I probably should have worn it for this episode, but I don't know if I'll ever wear a cowboy hat again. And I wore his game worn, his game issued jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of Hawks fans there. And they're like, you know, so I'm getting everybody fucking going, <laughs> you know, talking shit to Cowboys fans. They wanted to fight me at first. Oh, Next boy. thing you know, we're all having drinks together. There you go. And uh, then a Hawk fan high fives me, walks by, just high fives me and Hawthorne. Then he goes, wait a minute, Lofa? Peter, <laughs> so we took some photo ops. Yeah, we, we just the parties wherever we go. Hell yeah, and, man! Yeah, and so we brought it to Dallas. And by the end of the night, they went from not wanting to beat me up to having drinks for me with me. That's fun. It, Texas Live's the world's largest honky tonk, I think. Right? Isn't that what Hawthorne said? Was enormous. Yeah the 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 image of you walking around all night wearing Hawthorne's jersey, taking pictures with people with five seven on your chest is pretty funny. And me. a cowboy hat on. <laughs> a cowboy hat on. That but Hawthorne paid for, but producer Katie picked out. So shout out for the light gray hat. Yeah. It looks sick with the jersey. Yeah, good style yeah. choice it there. Fit, it fits great too. I wore it all through the airport because I didn't want to damage it. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was uh Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Hawthorne. So look. And then wait, another shout out. Oh, yeah. My boy Andy and Mike from Plainville, they they came out with us. And I got uh I did a jersey swap with the Chieftain. I'm washing the shirt right now. I'll wear it on the next episode. I promised Andy I would. Nice. Uh, but yeah, we were shirtless in the uh, hotel lobby. And <laughs> you were shirtless in the hotel Welcome lobby. The you were shirtless at the tailgate. You had a Kleenex in your nose at one point. I mean, it was go check the social media, everybody at take 12 pod. It was, it was going crazy in there. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. What? The, the dry weather gets to me. And so my nose is bleeding. I don't want to bleed on Hawthorne's Jersey or right. my Bobo shirt. We did another Jersey swap. He wore the Bobo. Um, and I wore Bobo Mojo. I promise I we'll talk Hawthorne about the game jersey. at some point. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. You Dude, we were going to go. You, talk- 
<laughs> you guys were going to go skydiving at one point. Man. There was a skydiving trip in the making at some point mm-hmm. during that trip. Got I mean, very close. The whole thing was crazy. Uh, and yeah, uh, but to the game, everybody, because it was entertaining. I think maybe up until the last two drives, it was the best Geno Smith has maybe even played as a Hawk, possibly. Some of these throws, brilliant. DK's catches. Um Charbonnet running tough. Man, wouldn't it be great to have Charbonnet and Walker on the field at the same time, or at least on the sideline at the same You know what I mean? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but tough running from him. Noah Fant with some brilliant catches. Uh, overcoming penalties, especially at the end of the first half. They tried to take it away from us how many times? So it's some brilliant, 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 brilliant stuff. But then the defense couldn't get a stop when they needed it most, and the offense couldn't score when they needed it most. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It was everything we wanted out of offense. Oh, there's a sound effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> everything we wanted out of the offense, everything we've been hoping to see, um, you know, we put it together. And I think a lot of it had to do with Abe Lucas being back on the field. He was mm-hmm. only on the field for 40 or 45 snaps out of the 60. But, um, you know, he played well, gave Gino time. He did get the ball out quick. I saw one stat. It said they pressured <laughs> – in nine of the 12 times they had pressured up until like the halftime, it's like less than 2.5 seconds they were getting there and he got, he got it out. So, wow. um, and then there was a couple drops. There was two to lock it that, you know, we wish you could get back. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just well, that one to lock it. Him, if he catches, he's still running. Oh, the timing of it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, setting the, the DB up and then breaking and, and then the ball almost, you know, hits him in the, in the face mask. That's how quickly he got it out. Gino got it out. Yeah. There's some zip on that one. And then the two incompletes to JSN on third down on back-to-back drives at the end of the game. Just real tough, tough heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, but thoroughly impressed with the offense defensively. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, you want to switch over this early? All right, let's do it. Yeah, the defense. I mean, okay. I, I. Why is the best play in football right now to just throw it deep and then create some contact? And, man, those refs love to throw the flag. I'm not blaming the refs because the rule is the rule, I guess, but it's not exactly the sport that we all tuned in to watch, is it? And some of these no. are pretty cheap. I'm on both sides, maybe even. And in every game I watch, let's say, not just the Seahawks games, but some of these, especially the late one. Oh, yeah. Game changers. Um, you know, the only one that I really had a problem with was, was, uh, Woolen was running stride for stride. He had caught up to CD lamb. Mm-hmm. CD's looking back. He catches up. He just has a hand on his shoulder, but they both have a right to the ball. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything to stop him from coming back to the ball. And I just, I didn't understand that one. I was just like, ah, we're, they're both going for it. I mm-hmm. don't understand. So mm-hmm. um, a couple other ones where receivers are blatantly pushing off. And so your natural reaction is to grab a piece of the shoulder pad or something just so you don't get thrown by. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe just let them throw you by and fall down and, and you go for the, and then you the get flag, the, the, the look like everybody else does. Where's the flag? Yeah, I mean, is that what the NFL wants? Is just DBs flailing their arms and flopping like LeBron and then receivers catching y- uh, passes by 10 yards where there's nobody even the TV screen and then they can throw a flag on that and then that's – I mean, but what's the product at that point? What's the sport at that point? Like, where's the sport in throwing it deep and fighting back and getting a flag? That's not the sport that we all tuned in to watch. It's just – it's I don't know. It's annoying. And it's happening in college, too. It's happening all over the place. It's just – it's frustrating. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, especially even. Oh, sorry. Some of even late too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See you there for a second. Yeah. No, it, 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 dude. And also go to offensive pass interference. I mean, they do the rub route thing or whatever you want to call it. The sort of like blocking off the line. As long as they don't block too early, it's not pass interference. But give me a break. They're basically screaming. We're the only team that gets called for it. (laughs) I know. Like, I, that, that's what drives me fucking nuts is like, okay, you could call against everybody, but some reason it's always us. I guess we are complaining about the refs. Yeah. Yeah, but to the defense, all right? I mean, come on. We need to stop. We need to stop several times, especially late. Uh, the uh, Cowboys are great. Of course they are. Give credit to them. They're a great offense. They're playing great. Pollard, man. But, so, I mean, you take it. Take it. Tell us from a defensive perspective. I mean, what did, what did we need there? What didn't they do? And who's got to step up? Just a couple plays. I mean, there was one third and 16 early on in the game. And, you know, it's, I know we took the lead, you know, later we had the lead in the fourth quarter and everything, but like when the Hawks go back and watch film on this, they're going to look at the third and 16 and okay, we're all backed up. We all have vision of the football. We should all be breaking on the fucking ball. As soon as it leaves the quarterback's hand spoon was the only one within five yards of the guy. And it was Ferguson. Um, you know, it's a big tight end to take down, um, and spoon just like at that point you have to throttle down and just get a piece of them and you know hold on for dear life until and i know that's not spoon's mo that's not how he gets down he wants to deliver the hardest nastiest hit he can but there's certain situations that you know it's just you have to be under control but then for everybody else around okay the ball's gone we gotta go and uh bobby made a nice hit there's the one where he grabbed he they ferguson tried to run him over and bobby just showed him why He's a Hall of Famer. He said that shit ain't going nowhere. But it was just a yard too late. He was already at 17 yards by the time Bobby got on the scene. Bobby ran him backwards five yards, you know, just forklifting him and threw him. But the breaking on the ball is really what that comes down to. And I, we all got vision. Okay, the ball's out. It was a check down that went from five yards to 18 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's something that needs to get corrected. The the penalties, it just continues to be, you know, an Achilles heel. Um, and if you don't get a couple turnovers, then it's just these are going to be end up being losses, mm-hmm. like we've seen the last last three weeks. Yeah, the uh, the miss sack by Daryl Taylor was just a was just brutal. I mean, he's got him right there, and you know, I, who am I to say, come on, bring bring down Dak Prescott? But well, as a fan, it's so hard when like they got him in the grasp, and I start to relax. I'm like, oh, good, and then it's like, oh no. <laughs> well, oh. for the couple seconds that he was there, I thought they were gonna call it dead. Oh, he had him, right? man. And he <laughs> had him dead to rights, had him, and then got to his legs, and that's when I thought, oh. okay, they're gonna, but. I mean, the, the rest didn't, wasn't an early whistle. No. Um, DT played his ass off. I, I, that one play early on where he got his other sack, his sack, he had a chance to go at the ball. And, like, that is one. Like, we were all sitting there, us former players, me, DD, and Hawthorne. We're like, that's one that can change the entire game. Mm. Um, Dak tried to escape to his right. Uh, DT came all the way around the edge. Hey, I'm happy he got the sack, but, like, we got to want more in that situation. Just go for the chop at the elbow and who knows Witherspoon or Bobby could take that and, and go the other way with it. 
But that's just um, that's one of those plays where it's like, okay, and they're going to be going over this in film. Like, hey, we want the ball. The sack's great, but we want the ball. And so right there, I think that was a missed opportunity too. Uh, now that now that you brought it up, it, he played he played a great game. Um, you know, a well, lot of guys, even Spoon on his pressures looked great. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of missed opportunities, a uh, couple weeks after he was named the special teams player, the whatever, uh, Jason Myers misses another one. And the math always comes back to find you in football. It's just brutal. Uh, the Hawks find themselves down by three late, and there was three that we could have had. And a few weeks ago, it's like he goes five for five, but then he missed one the last time, and then he missed one this time. And then here we are so again. My issue with that was it was kind of a long play. Gino got the ball out to throw it away, right, to the sideline. They don't get the ball spotted till well under 20 seconds. And so you can even go back and watch Myers. This is the signal for, hey, re, you know, reload He's the He's doing play the clock. raise the roof. It's like Sean yeah, Kemp no. and Gary Payton back in the day. No. Reset the play <laughs> clock. He's just trying to get the music going. He's trying to tell him to pump it up. But, yeah. and then even Pete saying, you guys took forever to spot the ball. Pete was about to spike a timeout. Um, didn't happen. And as you move it back five yards, it knuckled from, you know, left yeah. to right. Yep. Five yards forward, I don't know if that hits the post. If mm -hmm. it goes in, it, it's a lot closer game of inches. But that one right there, like, I don't know how you don't get a, a play clock reset. Yeah. Well, all right. He missed it anyway. You know what you can't miss out on, man? The delicious food at Wiener Schnitzel. That's right. Two locations, Western Washington. It's Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. The most delicious wieners this side of the Mississippi. Uh, go on in and mention Take 12, and you get a free hot dog with any other purchase. They also have their $3 daily deals. Uh, let's see here. If you are listening to this on Tuesday, it's Chili Cheeseburger, $3 deal day. If it's Wednesday, it's Polish Sandwich. Oh. Do you know what this is? They take, take a Polish sausage loaf, they cut it down the middle, they butterfly that thing open, okay? And they grill it, put it up between two pieces of bread with cheese and sauerkraut and onions, and oh, so delicious. Polish sandwich Wednesday. Thursday, jalapeno poppers. I could go on, but you should go Ooh. into Wiener Schnitzel and check out the menu. The $3 deals at any Western Washington Wiener Schnitzel, everybody, and mention Take 12. Lofa, I know you love wieners, schnitzels, Schnit wiener schnitzel, chili dogs. <laughs> hey, um, where was I going to go next after that? I don't know. Somewhere away from the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. How about we take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey, check it out. We're right back on the show. And I want to talk about the Washington Huskies because guess what? Not only are they in the college football playoff, which they should be ranked number one. I don't know what that's all about. I don't get your thought on that, Lofa. I'm not sure if it matters. I like the matchup. Look, whatever. I'm stoked as hell, man. 13-0, beating your rival twice. The day after the heartbreak of the Seahawks game, you know, I'm like flying back. I'm like, oh, man. And I get home and I turn that thing on. And, well, I was a nervous wreck the entire time. But we came away with the W and I couldn't be happier. Lofa, you want to heap some more praise on the dogs that I root for and the amazing season that they've had? I do. Congrats. Um, being a former national title 
champion. <laughs> I know that shit's hard. Um, you know, going undefeated and, you know, that's the last year of the pack and they, they did it right, you know, and then beating a tough, tough Oregon team. Yeah. Pretty convincingly, you know, um, the game w- was, you know, never uh, yeah, in question. Um, impressive because Oregon was rolling. They were beating people by like 20 and 30 points towards the middle and the end of the season after they lost to you guys the first time. So yeah. Guys left no doubt there. Congratulations. Boy, to I, Husky. I wore a spot out on the floor, just pacing back and forth the whole like just sweating the clock out, man. And like when that clock's running down and then like one of our linemen went down, which stopped the clock. And I'm just like, man, just can we just get this thing moving? And then we're throwing the ball rather than running it. And I, it's just, it, 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 but then at the end, and I know you like this, to run the clock out at the end. I mean, that was like a, what, a third and, that was third and more than 10, I think. And for Dylan Johnson, especially the second half of the season he had, but the whole season that he had, I mean, my goodness. Wow, what a beast. And to do it like that against a team like Oregon, against a defensive, you know, hard-nosed-minded coach that is talking about physicality and stuff like that, but for Washington to kind of be the more physical team on that day and to beat a team twice, I mean, that's just so hard. And I, w- I would argue they're the number one team in the country, but that's not the way the committee saw it. Yeah, committee, uh, they had some tough choices to make. And, uh, you know, because my team got screwed, just like <laughs> Florida State, that's where <laughs> I'm going with this one. Okay. You know, congrats to the Huskies. Yeah. But, You know, I understand they're not the same team that they were earlier in the season with their, you know, their quarterback going down. They're on their third string quarterback now, even Mm -hmm. their backup went down, but they still ran the gauntlet, went undefeated and get left out. And so I don't know how there's not some sort of play in game with Mm. like basketball does, you know, or just we're going to 12 teams next year. What, why not go to six right now? Mm. Just, just for this, because, you know, I think Georgia also got screwed. This is their first loss in three years. Like by three points, by the way. Yeah, yeah. By three points. They only so, the number one team in the country lost to Alabama by only three points. And they're like, nah, you're gone. Yeah, for the SEC championship. Um, so it only co- it well, yeah. it confirms to me that if Washington didn't win, they were certainly out. And then oh, what if sure. Oregon, if Oregon would have won, would they have put Oregon in? No, I think Florida State stays. Yeah, weird. Weird how it all kind of shook out this year, isn't it? Yeah, and I just, my heart goes out to that Florida State team because, you know, you got seniors on there that some might not make it to the NFL. You know, we all don't make it to the NFL. And this was their chance to play for a title, you know, and even – I hear all that, oh, well, Bama and, you know, those other teams would beat them by 50. So what? Like, yeah. we haven't seen other they teams right. beat out by 50? I mean, the national title game last year well, was a Do you, was a I massacre. mean, you got to hate this. I mean, I don't like the, I don't like it being decided because of television ratings. And I think clearly that's what we've got here a bit is just the, the committee deciding what's better for, as entertainment. Um versus what got decided on the field because whether you like it or not they're undefeated (laughs) yeah i don't know it just yeah Mm -hmm. well i mean but then like well and georgia playing and georgia with michigan playing in the champions or in the playoffs or even their own conference championship with everything that they've had going on 
I, I don't know. I don't get that either. So, yeah, I don't know what the playoff committee is doing, but you know, here so we are. So how would how would um, you have had it then? What are your four teams? Um, I would have had Washington at number one. Uh huh. Because of their schedule, pack, right? That that's not pack bias. That's just yeah. They 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 beat a great Oregon team twice. Um, because Oregon's deserving of being in. If they don't have to go against Washington, they should be in there. Uh, I would have Florida State at two. I wouldn't have Michigan in it with everything that they've gone through. I, are they are they good enough to be in it? Absolutely. But with all the suspensions and everything, it's like, isn't this isn't that what they took my ring away for? Like for all sorts of shit. It's a good point. But at the end, uh, but but I could argue how do you hold that against the players? The players decided it on the field. You know, just like you guys, you know, you don't you don't want it held against you, and neither do these Michigan players. So expand the field, then. That's what I would do. Okay, if, but if, hold if on, you still yeah. got to give me your four. Give me Lofa's four. Yeah. So I got Washington. I still think Georgia, despite losing to Bama, is the second best team. I really do, and I think I only have Washington ahead of them because Georgia lost because of Bama, what happened. Yeah, right? exactly. Because right. of what happened, a three right. point loss, the first one in three years. Mm-hmm. Then after that. I'd have Florida State in, and then I think you gotta go Texas. Wow, yeah. Because because they beat Bama. Because they beat Bama head to head. Yeah. It was weird when all the Bama players and Nick Saban were at their press conference after the Georgia game saying, "Well, we beat the number one team in the country, so we should be number one." Which led me to be sitting on my couch saying, "Well, no, that means Texas should be number one because they beat you. So by your own math, you're not number one. That doesn't make any sense." And I, I, and I know that, like, I'm still letting Georgia in there despite losing to Bama and the SEC title game. But I mean, we've seen it done before. When we got left out of the uh, playoff back in the C, uh, BCS title game, Oklahoma lost convincingly mm-hmm. to Kansas State. Little Darren Sproles was running all over them. Like, I think it was like 35 to 7 or something. And they only dropped from one down to two. We got left out after being number one for three or four weeks in the coaches and the AP poll. So like, I don't, I don't, until I, we get to 12 teams, it's not nothing's yeah. you, somebody will have a gripe next year, but dude, if you're outside of the top 10, yeah, I mean, come up. on. If they expanded to 12, I don't really <laughs> want to hear any gripes outside of that. What my problem with this is I, like I said, I don't like it being decided because of television ratings, which it clearly is. And I also don't like it being decided because Nick Saban is better at a post game press conference than the guy from Florida state. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this is all Nick Saban. This is just pow- the power of Alabama, the power of Nick Saban, the convincing power that he has, and the probably the lobby machine that is behind that school. And that's it's annoying. It's like Duke basketball or anything else. It's just annoying. I mean, he's been pretty dominant for a good 15 years, uh, other than the last, like, three or four. But it gets him into to... places, and I'm saying it, it right, and it gets him into places that I think his team wouldn't be if he obviously wasn't there, right? Yeah. He's a salesman. But I think I think they're gonna handle Michigan. And what I'm excited about is it's so it's uh UW and Texas, right? Yeah, versus Sark. Sark facing his old team. Can't tell me they didn't do that on purpose. Probably. Yeah, the television ratings, man. That's why Washington's not number one. Look, if if Washington if you change the name of the University of Washington to any of those other schools that were left out, they'd be number one. It's, just, it's total disrespect, it's, it's, which hopefully they can use. As a fan, I love it. 
This is this is yeah. bulletin board material. Like you guys are being outright disrespected. So get in there and make some noise and let's do some stuff. Also, hey, dog fans, you guys want to go to New Orleans? It <laughs> could be fun. If I was Florida State, I'd protest the bowl game. We're not going. Whatever. Mm. Mm. I'm a little nervous, though. I'm a little nervous with this game being so close to Texas. They're going to travel well over there. We got to get a lot of dog fans on those flights down to, down to New Orleans. Let's do this thing so that we can tailgate. Yeah, producer Kate, exactly. So we can tailgate. Oh, and if you're tailgating, you should use or you should be aware of one of our newest sponsors and friends over well, here. Fly, fly Delta first. Fly, fly Delta. We fly Delta. We, we, we talked about them. Let's talk coolers. Pack back, everybody. Ooh, Pack okay. back coolers. Lofa, did you get yours in the mail? I did. That is a sub- substantial box that shows up in your driveway, right? I didn't know if I should fucking lift weights with it or use it. <laughs> Dude, it's huge. I mean, you put like, a lot of storage. Put it on your back and squat with it and uh, get those gains. It's p a c b a k everybody dot com. Pack back p a c b a k. These are the world's greatest coolers. Um, you've seen the sort of high end coolers before. This. It is that, but then takes it to a whole nother level. It's got two compartments. Um, it's got a spot for a vacuum sealer so that you can, you know, vacuum up your fish or your, your game or whatever it is out on the trail or just vacuum pack, whatever it is while you're camping. It's conveniently packaged in there. Go to the website. You'll see the video and see what I mean. <clears throat> this thing is impressive. And if you're out there shopping for holiday time, and you know anyone who's into tailgating, camping, or just having the coolest cooler around, uh, send them to Packback, everybody. Uh, they come in all different co- colors and, and stuff like that. It's um, what is the, I'm trying to get the specs on this thing because I wanted to tell you how big it was. I'm sorry, Katie? 88 quarts. 88 quarts. They also have a 66 that just got restocked, and they have a backpack. Wait, they got a medium-sized cooler? Oh, they sent me the huge. Wait, I want the medium one, too, now. Oh, boy. Okay. They also got a backpack. That keeps everything frigid, like your beers and stuff when you're hiking. So check them out. Pack back, everybody. They just joined the squad over here. Uh, so show them some love like you do with all the rest of our sponsors. Packback.com, P-A-C-B-A-K. Um, anything else, Lofa? I mean, back to the pros for a second. Uh, the yeah, uh, Eagles the got league. spanked. Eagles got spanked by Santa Clara. They did. Whew. That was... Uh... That looked pretty easy for, for the Niners. Not since Lofa Tatupu was in Philadelphia did the Eagles get rocked so bad at home. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, Purdy was damn near perfect. Um, McCaffrey, unbelievable. It just, Debo Samuels had three touchdowns. It looked like any time he touched the ball, he was going to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just so many weapons, and... You know, I don't know. It's we'll we'll see because we got a we got another uh, test coming up with them next week. But um, they look poised for a long postseason run. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, was there any other games that caught your attention? Well, I mean, not really. To be honest with you, I just it was gonna what you just said led me to ask you what's our what's our prognosis here as Hawk fans because we all know the sort of gauntlet that we're in. Niners, Cowboys. We already did those two, and now we got. Niners again, Niners and then Eagles. Eagles. So, you know, and then and then we got to play this thing out and see what happens. But like, 
you know, I'm, I'm not feeling great. Should I? Be? <laughs> How do I feel better? Okay. Coming up in the well, next hey, few I weeks. Brett, I got you. Oh, McNeil's okay, here. Yeah. Are you ready? McNasty. Yeah. All right. So when Russell's losing, mm-hmm. Gino's winning. Okay. When Gino's when Gino's losing, Russell's winning, right? So Russell just snapped his five game win streak. So I think we're about to go on a five game win streak. I don't know. This is like some flat earther math that I have trouble following yeah, when McNeil starts going into these. <laughs> what kind of math are you doing over there? McNeil. What? Did you go to Alabama? <laughs> uh, Texas, actually. Is this like a true stat, McNeil? Yeah, like Gino in the Seahawks played, had a pretty decent season last year. Russell struggled. Right. Russell's out here winning a bunch of games when we're losing a bunch at the same time. And then Russell finally lost yesterday. So, so you think you we're know. winning this weekend? So now we're getting the good luck. Yeah, we're about to go. We're about to win five straight, eleven and six. I'll take it. That sounds logic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is nice sound logic. I, yeah, that five makes sense. Straight. I. I don't know. I want to start with one straight, and <laughs> that starts with San Fran. And so, also, all of the airlines are gouging their prices to uh, the bowl. The bowl game, by the way. Oh, hmm. I bet. Well, the airlines, oh my goodness, it's expensive out there, everybody. That's why you got to go over to Delta and sign up for 12 status, as you know. As everybody knows out there, do that. Okay, so, Mm -hmm. some good news, bad news. Okay. What would you like first? Mm, Give me the bad. I'm going to start with the good. (laughs) So, (laughs) we do have a tough stretch, but I'm encouraged by the way we played against the Cowboys. And we got some things to clean up. So division games are tough. Like even as bad as the score was against the Niners a week ago, you know, I think we know them well enough where we can correct some of the issues we have with them. That is the good news. And then we just pick them one by one, you know, and then you get the Eagles at home. Like, cause we're as players, we're not looking down the road. We're looking right at the guy in front of us, the opponent in front of us. And that's mm-hmm. The bad news is we lose the tiebreaker to the Rams who have suddenly found life. Ugh. Stafford's healthy. They look good. Kyron Williams is healthy. He, that's an element they were missing for both of our matchups. Um, and their remaining schedule is a little more favorable. They got the Giants. They got the cards. Um, that's the only thing that scares me. I think we handle business. I think, again, kind of like last year, we leave our fate up to somebody else to also either take care of business and upset or or just lose out at the end. I would have rather started with the bad news. My bad. <laughs> uh, you know what the good news is, though? I'll bookend it. We'll be back later this week with another episode of your favorite Seahawks podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go to EpicSeats.com if you need seats for anything. Concerts, sports, whatever you want. Or if you have seats and you want to sell those seats, do that with EpicSeats.com also. Mention the podcast and receive 12% off when you're buying seats or get an extra 12 bucks when you're selling each seat just for mentioning Take 12. EpicSeats.com, everybody. da 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 that's it for us. We'll see you later in the week. Lofa, um, break us down. 
All right, boys. Got some bad news, good news. Bad news is playoffs started two weeks ago. Uh Uh-oh. The good news is we're still in the fucking hunt. Yeah. So get it done. One game at a time. One game at a time. And it starts with, I don't even want to say their name. Just get it done, all right? Mm. On three. One, two, three. Get Get it it done. How'd you, McNeil, do you see uh, Penix with the didn't write back thing? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. It's a stolen Sally. It made me laugh. <laughs> and Gino called him a legend. I'm like, oh, nice. That's cool. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.